This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Writing in the Jewish Report, editor Peter Crust notes, Visiting Lithuania last week, I took painful journeys to three of the killing fields to try and comprehend and pay my respects to our people decimated during the Lithuanian Holocaust. One of the sites she visited was Kedan, where her own family had been murdered. I'm delighted to have Peter as my guest now to tell me more. Peter, welcome and thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Cherise. Lovely to be here. Peter, I know that we bumped into each other before you left and there was a little bit of trepidation. Mm. Why did you go? So, can I say the Lithuanian ambassador or the Lithuanian embassy had invited the Jewish report probably four years ago. And because my family came from there, there was something in me. <clears throat> I was reticent. It it was too almost too much for me to, to want to deal with. I've, I had never really wanted to go there. My grandfather came out around 1918, and he then brought all his brothers and sisters and and his his parents. So my immediate family wasn't affected, but I did know that I had lost family um, during the Holocaust. Anyway, I, I was actually going to send somebody else, Jordan Moshe, who had absolutely no Lithuanian roots. Um, but as time went on, it became more evident that I, I should go. And Howard Saxton, our chairperson, said, you know, what's the deal? Go. You should go. So I did. But it, until the last minute, I hardly told anybody because I had a knot in my stomach about going there. I knew intrinsically that my, I suppose, genetic memory, historical memory, I don't know what it was, that there was, it wasn't going to be an easy journey. And I was right. So it wasn't. What, what, what did you do? So I started off, I went, I actually went there with um, the former editor of the Jewish Chronicle in Cape Town, uh, Desiree Sachs. And it was quite nice having somebody there just to be a buffer in, in every situation to talk about it. And we went to, we went straight to Vilnius, uh, where we stayed in a fabulous hotel. Vil Vilnius is a beautiful city. It really is beautiful. It's very European. And the people are lovely, very polite. Um, but I think it was the second day we were there, we went to the first killing field which was called Ponnery. I, I, my, my pronunciation is really bad when it comes to Lithuanian words, where 70,000 Jews had been killed. Um, and it was, it was harrowing being there. Um, it, it's hard to actually imagine 70,000 people being lined up um, and and shot, chemicals thrown on them, on their bodies, and if they didn't die, well, tough, you know, they were they were still killed with the chemicals, and then there was another line of people, and it went on and on and on, and it's just, I mean, imagine in six months, most of the two hundred and twenty thousand Jewish people who were killed in Lithuania 
were finished. They were gone. They were, they were decimated. The whole community of Jews and there were, in some towns, there were more than 50, 60% of the towns were Jewish. They were gone. There were a handful left. And I mean, just, you know, it's easy to, to hear this, but to actually be there and, and, and stand there in a place where your own people were so brutally murdered, mostly by Lithuanians themselves. That for me was the hardest thing. Yeah. And, and I mean, when I went to Kadan, which was where my family came from, I had the privilege of actually staying in the house that my grand, great grandfather had owned. Wow. How did that come about? So, so I have family who have been to Lithuania before and my cousin Selwyn Crossed had seen the, um, the title deeds of the property. So, he, so we knew exactly where it was. And it just so happens to be a guest house. Wow. So when, when the, the itinerary was being prepared, I had asked Danius, the ambassador, if he could arrange for me to stay there. And they did. So it was fantastic. In, in a sense. I mean, I, I guess, you know, as one does before you do something, you have, um, an idea of what will happen. And somehow I had the sense that I was going to be <clears throat> spending the night with ghosts <clears throat> and having a sense of what the life was like there. And, you know, but that wasn't the case. And I, and I very quickly realized that the soul of a place is in the people who inhabit it, not in a building. There was no soul left in that building. Um, certainly not a Jewish soul. But it was incredible walking the streets of Kadan and seeing things that were so evidently Jewish, but there were no Jews there. None. You speak about how Kadan has dealt with its past. I mean, I think the theme in all your articles yes. is remembrance. Yes. But specifically Kedan, how do you feel that they were doing a little bit better than most? So, yes. Well, there were two people there who make a real effort to keep the memory of the Jewish community alive. Whether the actual people from Kedan feel this, I don't know. But Rimantas, who, who runs the museum there, um, seems to be very well connected with the Jewish community. And he, as I understand, was the person who put up this um, um, metal wall um, in which the names of a thousand of the 2,076 Jews who were killed in one day, one day, he managed to get th- at, at least a thousand names. Um, there were four members of my family on that on that um, wall. But so so that was the only place of the three of <laughs> 200 or so killing fields that I went to. So, so I can only compare to the other two, which were obviously much bigger. But this one had more of a, a sense of the Jewish community. Um, and yeah, it, it felt, it felt more, more personalized and more respectful. Mm. 
of the Jews who were killed there. Do you feel anger towards Lithuania on your return? No. I don't feel anger as such. I do feel that there is a hell of a lot of work still to be done to... You can never right those wrongs. They're done. And those people who did them are not alive. But Lithuania can do a lot still to to truly apologize for what for the country. Not you know, you can't as a one yeah. of one of the articles also looked at a monument that had been placed to a Lithuanian who they would consider a war a war hero and some and Jews, perhaps not so. Do you want to talk about that story, but also just look at the complexities involved in memory? Mm. So, so it was a plaque, and it was in in Vilnius, um, which was actually last week, well, over the weekend, taken down. Um, and when I heard or when I saw, I got quite excited because I thought, "Wow, okay, it's happened. They've actually, they've got it. They've realised that." That they cannot have a, um, they cannot honor somebody like Noriega. Um, and I'll tell you more about him in a minute, but some, he was somebody who there is enough evidence to say he was involved in killing Jews. He never held the gun, but can I say neither did Hitler? But he signed off um, enough documents to say he knew and and was involved in in the killing of Jews. Now we know this partly because of work done by Grant Goshen and by Noriega's own granddaughter, who wrote a book. Um, that documented her journey in trying to prove that her grandfather was innocent. And in that journey, she discovered that he certainly wasn't. So, I mean, it must have been a really tough book to write and a really tough journey. But she wrote it, and in it there is, for me, sufficient evidence to prove that there is no doubt Noriega cannot be considered a hero. Um, and so this plaque came down, but unfortunately the plaque will go up up again because it only came down because they're cleaning up the wall and the and the building on which it it, it was placed. You had conversations with various Lithuanian mm. officials while you mm. were there. What were those conversations like? So once again, I think I I I, th- I don't think. Okay, how can I put this? Um, there was a warmth towards me from every single official, and I think they they wanted to give me the answers I wanted to hear. But in many, the, but can I say for the most part, particularly when it came to commemorating heroes that. A great many Lithuanians um, hold on a pedestal. So, 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 taking the monuments and the um, um, any kind of memorialising of these heroes down 
um, is, is, is something they can't simply just do, or so they said to me. And I, and I suppose, you know, intrinsically I do understand it's not something that happens overnight, only we're not talking about overnight. We're talking about 70 years, more than 70 years. And there are complexities which, to be honest with you, after a week there, I can't even explain to you because there are issues around the Soviet, when Lithuania was part of the Soviet empire. And I don't even understand it myself. You know, I've had a number of people explain it to me and everybody explained it in a slightly different way. Suffice to say that I think there is a will to say sorry to Jews, but they haven't got to the place where they have done it in a way that I don't know if it'll ever be enough, but but in a way that will satisfy us all. Um, but I think they can, and and I think that. Yeah, I think they can. So it's, it's almost like two levels. One mm. is the official leadership mm. that feel that they should but really don't know how to do yes. it without actually offending anybody. Yes. So they can't. Yes. Can't. So can I say that, that when it comes to passports, okay, so, so my sense is that, that the Lithuanian government is quite committed to say, using passports to, to say sorry. And and I think it is a great way of truly apologizing for the for the deeds of their predecessors, their ancestors. Call call it what you may. I do think it's a great way. Only at this point, there seems to be a disconnect between between the government, the parliament, where everybody seems to be in agreement that this is a good way of dealing with the situation and and the migration department where you have and and can I say it's not dissimilar to South Africa in in that you know our home affairs department isn't often isn't often on the same level as the rest of us um but there does so 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 to me it seems like that's where the problem lies um and the and I'm hoping that the government will at some point fix those glitches in the system. I mean, Peter, it's almost like you're saying it's a good thing that they're acknowledge, acknowledging through passports. Yes. In a way, it's like a right, actually. Yes. They're not being nice to no. us. You know, our grandparents flipping came from Lithuania. So we have. They didn't a, want to. No, exactly. They, they, we have that right to, to citizenship, surely. It shouldn't be something that we should be begging or asking for. <laughs> But beyond that, the average Lithuanian doesn't sound like they care or even know or even want to know. So, yeah, I do, I do have that sense. I do have that sense. It's not, you know, it's, and, and, and I can't say I asked your, the average Lithuanian on the street. I wasn't there long enough. And, but I, I don't, I don't think there is a sense from the Lithuanian people that giving passports, giving, and mm. I use inverted mm. commas because, as you say, it's not giving, um, is is a, is a is something that people would want. Um, and and can I say that I I did have a sense that while there 
the majority of people are are not anti-Semitic. They really, I don't think they are, I don't think they care about Jews or know most any Jews. And if they do, it may be one or two at best. Um, but there is a sense still of this myth about us. And I guess it's because they don't know anybody who's Jewish or, you know. Yeah, it sounds like there's a, a hang of a lot more Lithuania could do. Yes. In terms of just acknowledging its own past. Just start yes. off with by acknowledging yes. its. Yes. You started off by saying you didn't want to go. Yes. You are a wordsmith, so you have the ability to make sense of your emotions through words. Are you pleased you went? 100%. 100%. And I'm extraordinarily grateful for having the opportunity. I, um, I learned so much. I learned it was a, for me, it was a personal journey that I didn't want to take, but I'm very grateful to have taken. Um, I cannot say I learned also just how grateful we as South African Jews should be because we have a community like no other. And we have a community that cares about each other and we keep we keep ourselves afloat, which is, which is remarkable. And being in Lithuania and seeing what happens there, it just, it just proved to me how important it is. And also, it, it, it reiterated a hundredfold how important it is for Israel to be there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's beautiful to end off there, mm. Peter. So thank you so much for coming in and for sharing your experiences. Thank you. That was Peter Krust, the editor of The Jewish Report, and she has recently returned from Lithuania.